And if somebody does make time for you in that capacity, like that is an incredible leader who has freedom to be able to give you that time. Yeah. And so if they have that, then obviously they're doing something right. And I want to figure out what it is so that I can replicate it. I'm so glad that you tuned in today. If you haven't checked out the She Leads website, be sure to visit that in our show notes. That's going to tell you more of the She Leads story, as well as give you an opportunity to buy some She Leads merch and support the show. I appreciate you tuning in. I also really, again, thank and welcome your comments. Today, I have one from Chelsea regarding our new Ways for Women to Lead uh, episode with Sonia. Chelsea says, I love the part where you are so passionate about telling women to stand their ground ask for what they want, and discuss pay because it's always negotiable. I love this fiery passion. Well, thank you, Chelsea, for your comment and your constant support. And I do hope that other women are being encouraged and empowered. And I'm just so grateful that I have this space to welcome in so many um, strong women sharing their stories of real impact in the world today. And that continues with our conversation with Tinja Anderson, a financial planner we talked to in our last episode. Why don't you briefly introduce yourself again and then tell me what content are you consuming right now? What are you a fan of? Love it. Um, so yes, my name is Tinja Anderson. I'm a financial planner. I'm a certified exit planning advisor. So I work with businesses to essentially make sure that they have um, protection at like all of the crucial stages of their their business, so protecting their financial strategies, their team, their business, um, and their family, and growing their wealth outside of the business as well. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, uh, what content am I consuming? Uh, yes, lots of content. <laughs> I'm actually very diverse in what I like to, to absorb. Um, there, so Dr. Jordan Peterson's really interesting. I love a good Joe Rogan podcast. Okay. Um, there is um, a gentleman uh, who runs a podcast called The Diary of the CEO. Um, Stephen, what is his last name? Uh, Bartlett. Stephen okay. Bartlett. Um, there's, uh, several different uh, like aspects too that I, I absorb. Um, so obviously with my coach, um, I have two different mentors that I really like to go to school on. So one, her name is Julia West, Dr. Mm-hmm. Julia West. Um, she's a coach with Limitless Minds. Um, so really mm-hmm. just absorbing that level of personal content, um, and action oriented stuff. Um, and then um, just internally, obviously, honing my craft uh, for the financial planning side as well. Yeah, yeah. awesome. So you're mentioning um, mentors, and we talked a little bit about this at our last episode as well, about coaches and stuff, but I know when we originally spoke about planning for today, you talked about the mentorships that you've had, and so um, who are one or two that have really been influential, and how, how have they led you in mm. your own journey? So it's really, so I'm just going to, I'm going to, recency answered that question. Um, so, so basically, uh, I have, I was born and bred into a family consultancy. So my parents have been my mentors my entire life. Um, my mom's a PhD, uh, in communication and a neurolinguistic expert. My dad's a biochemist by degree, but overall Renaissance man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had their consultancy for over 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really every single conversation I, we, I get processed. So it's, it's literally just the dissection of what it is that I'm working through and then sure. coaching on that side. Um, so that mentorship's incredibly valuable. Um, they're also just like really fun, cool people. So I, that's a little feather in my cap. Um, as far as like mentors, mentors go, um, in the financial world, it's really interesting because everybody 
you have what we call specialists and generalists. Okay. And so really when you have somebody who is um, a generalist, it's challenging because it it it's hard to figure out how to replicate mm. because you're solving such broad issues or not able to actually create like the advanced strategies required for, for complexity. Mm-hmm. And so I find myself um, surrounded by, I've built my dream team, like we talked about before, where I have specialists who are literally like the best in their respective um, like fields, everything from premium finance or uh, advanced qualified plan design or, you know, comprehensive uh, financial planning where we're utilizing a Monte Carlo simulation to project out probability of success. And so I surround myself with these specialists and each, each one of them are very, very strong. Uh, They're all men. Um, they're, but they're wonderful. So they tolerate me and my directness all day long. Uh, so God bless them. (laughs) Um, but really, uh, they're, they're each unique and strong in, in their different disciplines and their, and their styles are very, very different. And so, um, I find that I go to them for different things and it's really honed my skill set. So that's really fun yeah um, as far as mentorship goes yeah I literally had my my coach ask me please define what you want in a mentor and literally like two weeks ago asked me to do that because I'm I'm searching for something and I'm not sure what it is yet Mm. and uh so we're in that we're on that journey yeah that kind of back to our other episode too just about you know planning for success well then well what does that really mean for you Mm -hmm. right and so I love that like okay what are you really looking for um, so it sounds like that right now, some of those mentors are, are, are people you're working with, you know, um, but let me just ask a real tactical, uh, question. Like, how do you start a mentor relationship? How do you, um, say or ask or, or choose, Hey, this person I'd like for them to really journey with me. Mm. I'm very direct and aggressive. <laughs> Like, like I, just to put it bluntly, I'm, I identify somebody who's successful for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a little bit of research to figure out, you know, what it is that they've built and why. Uh, and then I literally call, email, figure out who their gate, gatekeeper is. I connect with them on social media. I have a unique presence. Um, so I find, I find that I can relate to a lot of different types of people in various mm-hmm. ways. So uh, I always find it really interesting. So I'm very blunt. Uh, but as far as targeting the individual, uh, that's an interesting question. Um, well, and I yeah. asked that question. I'll give you some time to think about it a little bit too. But I asked that question because I know that um, I've been asked some of those kind of just for me. Re- and maybe it's 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 so natural for you that that's mm. why that you're also struggling. Because I tend to do my best ministry at a coffee shop you know, just over a small table, having a real and honest conversation with somebody. And I've had multiple people in my, as in my ministry career and colleagues ask, how do you do that? And I remember being like, how do I invite someone to coffee? Yeah. Like you just randomly pick somebody. Do you just, do you email them? And I was like, oh, you're like really being okay. And I was like, no, I just, yeah, I call them or text them and say, hey, I'd like to get coffee. Are you free on Tuesday at two? You know, and like, okay, so you set the date. And I'm like, I remember being kind of like, why are we so nitpicking about this? But I think for people who this is not natural, right, to reach out, to invite someone in, 
even to sit across the table from them, that it's so maybe scary Mm -hmm. that they don't realize that they're asking what could kind of seem like maybe silly questions, but they're just so scared. They're just so nervous. It's so new. Um, but that's, that's kind of what I know I've experienced. It's like, well, I just asked. And the same with mentorship, just yeah. same thing with that. You know, like, like I have a couple of mentors. They're not like, they don't have a certificate that says they're my mentors, yeah. but these are women that I call upon when I'm really dealing with something I don't know how to deal with. Yeah. Right. Or even have to force myself to be like, you know what? We should probably just get lunch and check in when things are good. Just maybe she's got something new going on that I would, I would be inspired by. I'd be encouraged by, or sometimes reminding myself to, this woman might need to be encouraged. Maybe she needs someone to take her lunch and not ask for anything, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but these are women who, again, I've, I've, I've admired, I've, um, I've seen their fruit um, in our interactions. I have felt seen, valued, and gained something from that. And so been willing to say, okay, I'm going to put more into this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. It's crazy because it's so relevant, like such a relevant topic for literally what I'm like sorting through right now. Um, yeah. So to your point, for me, it, it's second nature because that's my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I'm working, so I'm, I have like large group social anxiety. I'm, I'm like a very um, hardcore extrovert, but I like, unless I have a strategic objective for going into a group scenario, mm-hmm. I, I sort of shut down and like go into observation mode so for me like the targeted one-on-one like engagement for me to essentially go to school on somebody and get to know them and understand what it is that I would like from the relationship or what it is that they bring to the table and usually those are just phenomenal conversations and it's my genuine curiosity for like wanting to have that time and if somebody does make time for you in that capacity like that is an incredible leader who has freedom to be able to give you that time. Yeah. And so if they have that, then obviously they're doing something right, and I want to figure out what it is so that I can replicate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for for me, like, it's the, the physical action items to get, get that type of interaction or that, like, go to coffee, go to lunch, whatever, do whatever you need to do. <laughs> like, yeah, show up at it. their office and bring them coffee. I love it. Hi, my name is Tinja. I would really yeah. like to learn from you. What is yeah. it that makes you successful? Uh-huh. I love it. Can you help me understand what it is that I need to do different? Yeah. I love that tenacity, <laughs> yeah. right? And just that reminder that if you want something, yeah. odds are we're the greatest barrier yeah. of our own success, mm-hmm. of our own dreams coming true. Um, I mean, I've shared before that like, that's, that's the reason why this is happening is mm-hmm. that I, for a year was like, I'd love to have a podcast. I listened to all these guys tell me all this stuff about what they're doing. And where is the woman's voice? Mm-hmm. Where is the female perspective? Where is someone who talks like me, mm-hmm. who is living my reality? And I just thought, you know, in this day and age, why not? The yeah. only thing that's stopping me is me. Mm-hmm all the no's that I have created, right? And I think we do that as well when it comes to seeking others to learn from, to walk alongside us, to encourage and empower us. We're our own biggest no. Mm -hmm. Um, We've already decided that they're too busy, too important, not interested enough, right? And yet we haven't given them the chance, which in all honesty, probably people are flattered. Oh, absolutely. What? You'd like to buy me a cup of coffee and hear what I have to say? What? Sure. I know for me, like anytime a future pastor or even just someone in seminary 
is like, hey, will you tell me? I had a friend call me this week and say, hey, I want to pick your brain. You're always so smart. I was like, I love you. You're my favorite, you know? Um, so just being able to like yeah. be willing to go after that. Yeah. Right? So I find a lot of time um, where where people struggle uh, for that engagement is that they don't know what to ask. Yeah. What do I ask them? Right. Like, what am I supposed to get? At? I know I'm supposed to have a mentor. I know I'm uh-huh. supposed to, like, learn something. But what is it that I'd like to get out of that? Yeah. Or what is it that I can ask that would provoke? So, like, the difference between, like, an open-ended question versus a closed question. It's like, I, I want them to expand on what it is yeah. that they're they're bringing up rather than just, like, a one-word answer. Yeah. Right? So it's getting really insightful in the types of questions that you ask. And like being genuinely curious about that individual and yes. what's led them to that, yes. um, but then also challenging your own perspectives. And so, like getting really part of what I say as a financial planner is like I specialize in difficult conversations mm-hmm. because like you don't want to think about half of the stuff that I'm going to bring up because it, it is going to happen. You're going to have to like deal with those situations at some point. And what would you like the best scenario to look like? Yeah. So. It's, but also like we have to have that tough conversation about like yeah. what's driving you, what are you concerned about, like what is it that keeps you up at night? Yes, as you say all that, I'm like, pastors should be doing the same, right? Um, I remember I had to deal with something difficult, and my, you know, volunteer committee around was all like, oh, I just don't like these, I just don't like these uh, hard conversations, and I was like, well, yeah, only psychopaths do. <laughs> But we still have to. I think to you just called me a psychopath. No. <laughs> no, I'm not okay. saying that we no, like no, it, but that I'm we're not. willing to do it. That was my point. I was like, I'm just we playing. all have to do it. I'm just you know, like, it's not that we all love confrontation. and con- <laughs> I think maybe the word was conflict or confrontation. Like, we don't love conflict and confrontation, but we're willing to deal. Yeah. We're w- willing to deal yes. with these things, right? And being yeah. willing to, and like you said, yeah. kind of same thing, being willing to plan you just brought for the things really that you don't want to talk. Is like the, the difference, so boundaries, comfort zone, difficult conversations. It's like most of the time when people like avoid difficult conversations because they don't want to make somebody mad or upset right. somebody it, and it, it festers and you're like not addressing the situation and it just becomes this big elephant in the room mm-hmm. and then you're not living your life and then you're sublimating yourself and then it's like your quality of life deteriorates because you simply did not address what you were feeling and what the, the concern was. And like that's mm-hmm. not a way that's not a very like great feeling <laughs> to uh-uh. just survive that way. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So it's like if this is somebody that you're you're like doing business with or like right. have to see every day and it's a coworker, it's somebody that that you report to. It's like yeah. I have this thing. Let me I I'd like to understand, you know, why this is a situation or like yeah. why you're approaching it this way so that I can I can align or choose to go a different path. Yeah. So, where have you seen mentors and those in power relationships kind of help with some of that? Mm. That's a great question. Um, with with navigating, like, difficult conversations? Yeah. So I think one of the best things that a leader can do that I've experienced is really hone their mediator skill set. Mm-hmm. So being able to actually recap what they've heard in order to get that alignment and get that engagement and that trust that they have been heard, that individual has been heard, but also to give that individual time to, to check back 
to push back to clarify is what they had said actually what they intended to say Mm. and does the other person or team like have did they actually hear what the intended message was and so as a leader like I think that the being a phenomenal mediator is a phenomenal skill set um I think uh having a vested interest in somebody's success Mm -hmm. and and helping them through like identifying their roadblocks mm-hmm. and how to solve those roadblocks without telling them how to fix it yeah. is a phenomenal skill set. Yeah. As you say that, I just want to be like, pastors, listen up. Same thing, right? Our One of our greatest skills is not solving other people's problems, but being able to listen, say back what we heard, and then I think to asking good questions, right, that actually lead people to their own solution and I read a book about that where it actually shows that in the in scriptures that Jesus answers more questions with a question than he ever answers directly right because it's all about this let's find the truth in you what are you really after what you know even when he's being mocked and and berated but like it's like what are you what are you really asking here you know, what are you, what are you really trying to get at? You know, you're trying to trick me, you're trying to catch me, whatever. But I think the same thing in that idea of a mentor or even a coach, it's not someone who gives you the answers, right? It's someone who helps you find that in you. And again, you said too, like being vested in someone else. And this is, I mean, this is where we get some of the greatest joy and happy to see someone else succeed especially when we got to be up close, when we got to see them struggle, we knew how hard that was going to be. And so I'm speaking like from the point of a mentor to someone, but then like that gift you give someone else to invite them on your journey to say, walk with me, help me, teach me, just hold my hand and remind me, yep, some days it's really, really tough. And there will be good days. There will be joy. Like it will come of what comes, you know, being that, willingness to be vulnerable in that relationship on both sides the one seeking the mentorship and the one offering that there's that vulnerability that gets to be shared um and I think so much beauty and um and again true encouragement because it's real Mm -hmm. it's not a book it's not someone else's statistics it's it's real up close yeah Um, I also like as a caveat, I think one of the most important things as a leader is for you to walk the walk and talk the talk. So not just creating those environments for somebody to, to elevate, but also like doing the work yourself, like being able to back up what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we're doing it, and then following through with the actual results. And not just say we're going to do these things. Like I'd like to actually see the construct of how we've uh, like implemented these changes or these best practices or like what it is that you're you're coaching me to Mm -hmm. is this something that you've implemented for yourself as well and like so for me it's if you don't it creates mutiny on the bounty and you are just setting yourself up for (laughs) incredible strife and failure because it's very challenging to to silo out how you engage your people sure sure I just thought you know it's like a boss who's never in on time Mm. complaining to others aren't in on time like no you can't do that yeah (laughs) they're not we're not following that that's not gonna fly you know like you said if you're wanting excellence you've got to be you've got to be providing that yeah you know you've got to be offering what it is that you're hoping for transparency or honesty whatever it is 
that that might be. What would be um, some hope you have for leaders that are seeking maybe this empowering relationship who are recognizing it's something that they need? What would be their, your hope for them? I love this conversation. Like this is just like so important and so translatable across the board for so many different, I mean, just for human like kind in general. Yeah. Um, my hope for like an individual to, to seek that. Can you clarify that question for me? Yeah. Just what would be your hope for leaders who are seeking mm. um, either a circle of empowerment, a mentor, knowing that they're needing something yeah. what would be your hope for them? I always come back to this because I'm so formulaic. Um, You can't do anything without a roadmap. Like, you can't do anything unless you've done a root cause analysis and a gap analysis. Like, if you're feeling a feeling of lack or, you know, missing something or feeling lost without, like, a beacon to to strive for, uh, you know, maybe you've had a significant change in your life and now you're you're trying to find your purpose. Whatever, Whatever your situation is, it's create a roadmap. I get, I literally I sound like a broken record. What is your strategic plan? Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you cannot define what your vision, mission, and core values are, it's it's we're just wandering. So if you're a leader and you're obviously very skilled, if you're in a leadership position, you got there for a reason. But if you're feeling like you're you're just wandering because maybe your leadership is wandering, then it's how do you lead from the bottom? Mm. And what does that look like? How do you set the expectation from the bottom up? Mm-hmm. And uh, ultimately, it's it's you you have to actually create an execution plan, yeah. and you have to back it up with the numbers. Mm-hmm. So I know that's clinical, but for me, my brain is just literally like mm-hmm. if I'm going to uh, try to make change, and I don't know what I'm changing, and I don't know what I want out of engagement with people, then I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting their time. And we're just really not, like, your your ability to progress just is very limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I would, if you don't know what it is, start trying things on. Yeah. Like, literally, again, yeah. my three things every single week. Try something on. Is mm-hmm. this the trajectory you want to go? Why? Mm-hmm. Like, pro-con it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a theme. Rate and rank it. <laughs> you definitely mentioned multiple times is, you know, to find success, to find what you're after, and even take the time to say, what is it that's missing? Mm-hmm. What is it that I'm hoping for? What is it I'm longing for? What is it that I'm needing? And even I always push to, this comes from seminary, is just, you know, and to find that word too. And what does that word really mean? You know, in a conversation this week with a friend, well, our goal is to build community. I was like, so what does community mean? Do a word search. Talk, I mean, do your seminary work of what does community mean? What does the Bible say about it? Right, whatever. Just just kind of getting really, really clear Mm -hmm. because we all use the same language and we mean something completely different. You know, I find myself in a lot of meetings. And what does that word mean to you? Mm -hmm. Not to be a jerk, not to push back, just to be like, let's clarify that we're all on the same page here. I can say transformation, but you, and you could say it, but we might mean something totally different. Mm -hmm. So let's get really honest about what that word means. Um, I'm wondering too, as we talk about being leaders and, and having the sense of, you know, not I have my mentors and I have people that are encouraging me. And if you have a, if someone has a sense of like giving back, right? Like how do you become a mentor? Mm. What would be your advice there? 
You can join Nerdy Girl Success as on the advisory board. <laughs> Say more. What's so this? If you're I love it. A, a woman in business in any capacity, and you'd like to be a mentor. Um, there are different types of organizations. I sit on the board for Nerdy Girl Success. Um, it's a national organization. They've helped over seven hundred um, high school high school students that are looking to go into different types of career paths. So um, all career paths are welcome. Yeah. Um, I'd love to have you. Um, I mean, wherever you are, um, but literally, it's it it sh- gives you opportunities to facilitate on a panel discussion or have a job shadow or, yeah. um, I mean, even getting into the community um, with you know every organization. It's if you want a mentor, create a curriculum. Love it, I it, love it. Like, yeah. Again, what do you, what do you want? What do you want to teach? Yeah. And I would offer, too, as I know when I was in seminary and I started finishing up, I just, you know, saw this slew of young women who were just starting their, you know, their educational career in seminary and and, and, and potentially going into ministry. And I just thought, I'm going to just befriend them. Yeah. I'm just going to be kind. I'm just going to be open. Um, I'm going to reach out every now and then and say, hey, how are you doing? You know, what's going on? How are, how are classes How's the juggle? How's it going? You know, and it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to be their mentor. But I thought, I'm going to offer encouragement. I'm going to offer empowerment. I'm going to remind them they can do it. You know, let them be in relation with someone who has, who is doing it, you know. And interestingly, actually, that I did the same with a girl I had interviewed for a job. I actually passed on her at the time. A couple weeks later, someone else was like, hey, I'm looking for And I was like, this she wasn't a fit for us, but I think she'll be great for you. She ended up getting that job. We stayed connected. We had coffee regularly. Circle of events, we work together now. And it's so beautiful that we've had, I mean, not by either of us, of our choices, but that's where we are. And just this like, yeah, you know, I, I, I intentionally said, I'm going to continue to care for this woman. Mm. I felt a connection. I felt that she's got something in her that God is up to. And I want to, again, just encourage it, just empower it. Let her know someone's rooting for you. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes it's as simple as that, yeah. you know, just kind of back to the, how do you set up a coffee date? You, you just set it up and you invite somebody, you know, and, yeah. and you don't, you don't get your heart broke if they can't, they're not available Tuesday at two, you know? Um, but the same kind of thing on the other end of like, just, just be kind, be encouraging, be empowering to those around you, especially if you see people who are, you know, we tend to be drawn to people who are like us. Mm-hmm. Right. And then often in that situation, those people probably need the same things we needed, yeah. you know, and being able to just be willing to, um, to pour in. So if, again, if someone's looking, they, they realize I, I need a mentor. Mm. I need someone, you know, my boss isn't the one or my, you know, my coworkers just don't get it. Or I need someone who's totally not here. You know, what would be that? What would be that one next step that they should take? I love it. It's just so relevant in my life right now. <laughs> like that entire tee up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for me, what I did was I looked at, um, so my company puts out like not like nationally, um, like the rankings of different advisors and oh. like the different organizations and the different specialties. And so I went in and just, um, basically identified, I, I, I knew some of the names from just having listened to the going to like our academy and hearing sure. other advisors speak um, or heard their names. And so then I just literally identified who the top advisors are 
um, went and introduced myself, emailed, called, uh, asked for some time, give him a little bit of background of what I'd like to get out of that conversation and just, um, you know, went to school literally saying like, I would love to like understand what it is that you're doing that's created success for you Mm -hmm. and how, how I could potentially replicate it. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, I'm dealing with a a difficult situation. I'd like to get your perspective on how I could best handle it. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'd really like to get here. How do I get there? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's identify, identify the people that you want to engage with, Mm -hmm. uh, no matter who they are at what rank, like you're, I, so again, I was raised in a consultancy and I, I've never felt like I didn't deserve to be in the room. Mm. Like I always went above and beyond, make sure that I understood the value of who was in that room, but that I was respectful of that engagement. Mm-hmm. So it's just making sure that I'm getting what I need out of that interaction. Mm-hmm. I guess most people don't know what they want out of the interaction is where really people get squirrely yeah. and awry. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, sometimes I find that it's, like, on the health side, people don't know where to go because there's just so many gurus. Or, like, on the financial side, there's so many gurus. There's so many different titles. Or on the, you know, the faith side, where Mm -hmm. do they go? Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's just, I encourage people to just expand their horizons and try things on and identify, like, put a list together of what you want to learn or what you want to experience. Yeah. Yeah. To find success. Yeah, literally. I know. I sound yeah. like a broken record. No, it's, I think it's it's a great thing to yeah. repeat, right? We got to tell people things seven times yeah. before they hear it. I heard that um, in an infomercial. You had to yeah. say the phone number seven times. <laughs> um, how can people connect with you if they'd like to learn more about your uh, financial planning services or just, you know, your story? Where can they find you? How can they connect with you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I post a lot on Instagram, so Tinja Anderson uh, on Instagram. I also, you can find me on LinkedIn um, at Tinja Anderson. I'm on Facebook. Uh, you can just email me, uh, Tinja at financialguide.com. Awesome. And we'll have all of those links in the show notes. Thank you again for uh, tuning in to this episode. I would love to hear from you. Uh, tell me about your mentors, how you uh, how you got them, and uh, also places that you're mentoring and empowering as well. Send those to sheleadscomments at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. She Leads is produced by me, Thea Curry-Fusen, recorded and edited by Paralyn Podcast Studios. All thoughts and expressions shared by the guests are theirs and not the organizations they're affiliated with. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out next week to continue the conversation on She Leads.